Whoa. They ready? Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Skin Club podcast. We are thrilled because we have now our most returned guest. I think so. Miracle. She's here for the third time. Yay. We love you. Miracle's back. She is notoriously known for being a businesswoman, finances. She, our last episode was a finance episode and that is one of our most popular episodes to date. Yes. I refer so many people like new estheticians that are like, help, what do I do with finances? I'm like, go listen to this episode. Yeah. Go listen to this episode. Go follow Miracle. This is where you need to go. Yes. <laughs> but she's also an amazing esthetician, amazing mom, social media guru. guru. And <laughs> we're just so happy to have you. Thank you, Miracle, for being back with us. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me back. I love that. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Um, we're going to start off as always with our weekly favorites and weekly updates. So Miracle, how about you kick us off with your weekly favorite? Okay. I'm pretty sure you guys talked about this recently, but I have a couple weekly favorites. Um, a Court of Thorns and Roses. Okay. So yes, Alina. Okay, yes. Yes. Tell more. Um, so I'm just about to finish Wings and Ruins or A Court of Wings and Ruin, which is the third book. Okay. I'm in the middle of that. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we need to chat off camera about yes, it. Um, but yeah, I've just like really dove back into reading over the last year. Um, I don't read like an insane amount, but I set a goal for two books a month for 24 or yeah, 24 bucks a year. And last year I did 22, which I'm just like mm -hmm. proud of myself. A, because it's like teaching me it's okay not to like hit your goals, but B, like I created that new habit for myself of actually making time to read and like bringing reading back into my life. Um, so yeah, but if anyone's not reading the Akatar series and kind of wants to dip their toes in fantasy, it is so good and addicting and I'm obsessed. It is really good. I saw that you're reading in Hawaii. Yeah. So oh my gosh. this is a slow, oh, it's, a big, it's a long book. Oh my gosh. All the books are freaking like Bibles. They're humongous. Yeah. So this one took me probably like two, uh, two months to read. Um, I'm not a fast reader and like, I just have to get it in where I can being a mom, you know, so mm -hmm. and a business owner and working and, um, but yeah, I'm getting through it. And I usually do like one book on audible at the same time too. So like, oh, I'll try to read nice. like two books a month that way. Okay. Yeah. What's like your favorite genre of reading? Well, Colleen Hoover got me back into reading. I think <laughs> she got a lot of people back into reading. I hadn't really yeah. read fun since high school, like the Twilight series, Hunger Games, Divergent, Harry Potter. Like I'm a big dystopian, um, like <laughs> YA type reader, romancy, but Colleen Hoover got me back in. So I went through a huge Colleen Hoover binge. And I think anyone wanting to start reading again, like should just start there. But then Fourth Wing and Iron Flame and now Akatar is like getting me back into like, okay, we're going to dive into fantasy and like read the big books this year. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm excited for you. That's exactly <laughs> how I was. I like was not a reader since before high school, honestly. And it was Colleen Hoover. She got me into it. Yes. Yeah. I remember you guys on the podcast talking about like very- Gateway too yes. late and yeah yeah oh my gosh <laughs> well, and it's also a nice break from reading like skincare books and business books and educational yeah. stuff I find that I just immerse myself so much in our industry and education and other areas that reading's a really nice form of like just unwinding and escapism for me now and not like overloading my brain in every aspect with like business and skin totally yeah that's awesome I'm excited. And I you. think we like to do that too with our podcast too. Like we like yes. to throw in like we did a dating episode with Allison two yeah. weeks ago. And like it's just fun to like throw in different things in between the education. Mm -hmm. For sure. Gives you a break. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> okay. What's your weekly favorite? Okay. I have two weekly favorites. They're both cosmetics. The first one is a lip stain. I okay, wait, am obsessed. You show this to Allie. Um, I'm not wearing it today. So Allie got it for me okay. for my birthday. It was one of those TikTok shop ads. Oh my gosh. And it got me and I like put it on my wish list and Jason told Allison. So she got that for me for my birthday and I've been loving it so much just because I feel like, well, no, I do. I have very thin lips and so I like to overline it and it lasts all day long. So the lip stain is really great. 
And also, I have never used tubing mascara until recently. So I got the Thrive tubing mascara and it has been a game changer so for nice. me. There's okay, no everybody Yeah. You have to. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll put that on my list. Everyone's been telling me about that one and the Tarte tubing mascara. Oh, I've never used that, that one. one. I just Try love that. the concept of it because it, I mean, one, it comes off so much easier, but it doesn't get messy. Like mm -hmm. by the end of the day, I normally have mascara dripping down the bottom of my eye, but the Thrive doesn't do it. I went on a run and oh, wow. was sweating and like it looked perfectly intact. It was Amazing. great. Amazing. Jealous. So I need that. I come I started using the YSL one because everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's the best. Baby doll. Yeah. Uh I don't know. It's the brown one that everyone's talking about, the thick oh, I tube. Know. I don't know. But um it is the worst to get off. It's nearly impossible to take off. And I just wish I could go back to my tubing mascara, but it was like a $38 mascara. So I'm like, you have to use it. I have to use it. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have no eyelashes by the end because I have to scrub the crap out of my eyes. Right. I don't know. Like I wonder if whatever that's I why. did, it was a mistake. Oh. <laughs> it looks nice, but it was a mistake. Overpriced. Never will I ever do that again. But oh well. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah. What are yours? Um, have you guys heard of a chirp wheel? No. Have no. you heard of a chirp wheel? Okay. It is crucial for everyone that's in our industry to get a chirp wheel. So it is like, have you guys seen yoga wheels? No. Okay. No. Uh, imagine a circle. There's like a few different plastic circles. Some of them are big. Some of them are little, but then they have like a rubber ring on the outside. So it's plastic wheel with a rubber ring on the outside and it's meant for your back, like to lay on mm -hmm. and it will like, st like stretch your muscles in your back oh. and like in your neck. And it just feels so good to be able to roll at your back. And the smaller that you get, the more like pinpoint precise it is. But if you sit like a shrimp all day long, it's really nice because it forces you to like open your chest and stretch your back. And so I got some for Ryder for his birthday <laughs> and I've been using them every day because they just are so nice. So. So is I think it similar? similar. You can thing. get a bunch of different sizes. Yeah, I have like these set of balls from Lululemon from like a couple of Christmases ago. I think they're sitting in a drawer right now, but I think it's the same concept to like roll out your muscles and they're yes. like kind of spiky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need to pull those back out. Okay, yeah. that is a necessity. So nice. Roll out your back. Yes. You, you're not rolling out your back, roll out your back. Cool. So what's your weekly update? <laughs> um. <clears throat> oh gosh. So January's I, I call it dreadful January. I'm a really positive person, but January is just like such a hard month for me. I think partly being in Alaska and like being on social media, I can see all of you guys in Arizona and California outside taking walks and going to the park. And January here is just cold, dark, and windy and snowy oh. and dreadful. So yeah. Anyway, um, Thankfully, we're almost done with January, but my update is just that my household is getting healthy again because we all got like three different sicknesses over the last month. Oh no. And it's pretty much been awful. So um, yeah, just getting a healthy household again, getting back in routine, starting to set exciting plans for like February and kind of just diving back into like work and the gym and yeah. Amazing. Get through any way I can. Yeah. January's like it's fun and then it's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first week is like New Year's resolutions and goals and plans. And then it's like, oh, if you get hit with sicknesses or just, yeah. you know, your goals immediately flop some of them. And yeah, it's just a, a challenging month. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys are starting to get on the uppity up of the sickness. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's <laughs> this season, unfortunately. Yeah. What's your update? Um, my update, well, we got to meet the professionals, which was pretty cool. So fun. Um, with our last episode and that was a couple of days ago. And then, so it was also, it was Jason's birthday on the 15th and we didn't really do much. We went out to dinner with my family, but then last night, because we didn't really get to celebrate, we went and got massages and it is just the best thing ever like I really think I'm going to become a monthly massage girl because it makes me a better person <laughs> I'm, you guys go? I'm nicer <laughs> uh we went to the same place we went on our double oh, nice. day with we went to reflexology did you get the guy that I got 
I got a guy. I don't know if it was the same guy. Did he slap his hands on your face with oil? No, guy, he did a good job. So I'm thinking different because different guy. You didn't enjoy your experience. Just it was different. odd. <laughs> like I, it, it was as if this man had never done this before. It, it felt like his first time. Oh, it probably wasn't, but it felt like it. It was okay. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> but I think that's really all that's different since we last recorded what about you um my only update is really that we recorded with a professional podcast and it was just so fun like hosting just having everyone here it's fun to have other people get excited when they come to flourish to kind of see the vision coming to life um I've really tried to update people with it as like we've gone along so anyways it's just really fun to see people as excited as I am for the progress that we've made so yeah that's my update (laughs) My mom, after she left yesterday, she's like, I want my bathrooms to look like Alita's because she loved my mom loves color and the bathrooms for anyone listening. There's this beautiful tile. It's low lit. And there's this beautiful floral wallpaper at the top. Like it is such a vibe and so fun. If you guys come to the floor, just come see the bathroom. Just like if you don't come get a treatment, just come, come to use the bathroom. It's always (laughs) open. I've been living for the Flourish updates. They're stunning and I cannot wait to see it in person. It's just so awesome. Thank you. Um, And Rachel, I saw your uh, vlog on TikTok of your running and I died. It was so good. And honestly, you need to vlog this whole experience and also how was running going because like you're killing it. Thank you so much. It Running is so hard. Like it is so hard, but I have a half marathon in like three weeks and the most oh, I, I had run, it was that soon. Yeah, it's soon. And the most I had run prior was seven miles. And I was like, I got to push myself. So I'm not absolutely dying for the race. So I did 10 miles and then this week I'm going to try to hit 11. How long is that taking you? And like, what are you doing to entertain yourself? Because my issue with running is I get bored. Yeah, I definitely get bored. I listen to podcasts. I've been listening to Call Her Daddy. She's very entertaining. Yeah. Wait, that's awesome. <laughs> so I've been listening to Call Her Daddy. And when I'm on the treadmill too, because she does video, I'll just prop my phone up on the treadmill. And like, it's like watching an interview show because it pans back oh, and forth between her and her guests. That's so nice. And it's probably like yeah. an hour, an hour, two hours. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll turn music on and that's pretty much what I do. And it's been fine. I do need to run outside more though, because obviously the race is outside mm-hmm. and it is harder on my joints to run outside. So I should start practicing those long runs outside. Run to my house. Oh, <laughs> well, my only request, miles. my only request is that you keep vlogging it and posting it on TikTok. Cause I love it. Oh, thank you. My hype girl. I appreciate it. It's amazing. But it's good. It's fun. I'm excited for it. But okay. What are Let's- you already said your updates. Yeah, I did. Let's do this. Let's dive in. <laughs> Let's dive into the episode. In the episode. <laughs> and before we get started, I do just want to say, Miracle, you are amazing. For anyone who doesn't know, Miracle had a news article written about her. And it's amazing. The headline, what does the headline say? It says, female entrepreneur. Let me find it. Oh. <laughs> She's like, I'm, I'm literally going to find um, it. It's... um. 28, which I'm 29 now, because it came out last year, 28 year old on track to make 180,000 without a college degree. Yes. Amazing. Honestly, I, I've come to like really be proud of myself for the article. It was a really cool experience, but also just because it does represent our industry in a positive light and all the potential, like all of these women have to create a whole life and career for themselves and a livable career at that um, to do something they're proud of and they love and they can be passionate about. And yeah, so I'm proud of the article because I feel like it does help to paint our industry and solo estheticians and just young women in a, you know, positive light. That's amazing. Absolutely. When I saw that, I was like, heck yes, that is our girl. Go miracle. You do. You represent the estheticians for sure. That's amazing. So we have a bunch of questions for you. Some of them are more motherhood related. Others are more business related. So maybe we'll start with the motherhood questions and then work our way towards the business questions. Because I do think that a lot of our industry are like 
soon to be or aspiring mothers or some are mothers and some are not. So just to inform everyone of how it's going as a entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial mother, <laughs> it's very, we're, it's very cool. So we're going to ask you lots of questions about motherhood, but, um, do you want to start with your first question? Yeah. I first want to know what your favorite part has been since becoming a mother. And I'm sure that's a loaded question, but I want to know how things have changed, what you're loving. Um, I think my favorite parts are like all the little magical, special moments. Like that sounds cheesy, but watching her little wheels turn. So I have a one-year-old daughter named Navy for anyone who doesn't know. She's 14 months now. And like her taking her first steps, her like starting to register things in her brain. Like um, we've been working on like nose, eyes, ears right now. And like I asked her the other day, Navy, where's mama's nose? And she'll grab my nose now. So like just being a mom with it, I feel like I'm just getting to a really fun stage of motherhood and having a baby because like, I'm not going to lie, that transition for me was harder, um, more mentally. I think the physical aspect of postpartum, but then mentally, like just kind of, I'm dealing with anxieties and then balancing, you know, trying to find my new rhythm with, um, all the freedom I had before, because you do give up a sense of freedom and, and your life just looks different. Um, nothing is impossible or, you know, it's just harder and it looks different when you become a mom to do the things you want to do. Um, you have to just get more intentional with your time, but yeah, I feel like I've just made it <clears throat> to a stage now in motherhood where things are becoming so much more rewarding and so much more fun. Mm-hmm. That's like my yes. favorite age is like the <laughs> one year to two year old. It's just like, they're so innocent and fun, but man, it's, it does require a lot of like your physical time and labor in that sense. Um, and like the older they get, it becomes more emotional, but like these years are exhausting for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so rewarding. A mental challenge too. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm curious, what is your current schedule like being a mom working all the things? Cause work never stops as a business owner. So what's like your in-person work and online work looking like nowadays? Okay. So <clears throat> sorry, that's me getting over my sickness still. Um, You're good. I, so being a mom and I just tell everyone this who like ever asked me for advice, you have to find what works for you because every single person's situation and child and life just looks so different. And so giving blanket advice is just super hard because everyone's life and situation is just so different. So mine, I'm really lucky and blessed in the sense that we don't have to put my daughter in childcare right now. We get to be home with her full time while also both being working parents. So my husband is an inspector for the state of Alaska and he um, just having a really flexible work uh, workload and getting to kind of schedule his days the way he needs to to get his work done. So every morning he goes to work and I spend the mornings doing kind of my stay-at-home mom stuff and, um, you know, hanging out with Navy, doing household things. And then midday we trade off and every day during the work week, that's my time to do either um, my clients. So going into the salon and doing my clients for the afternoon. Um, sometimes I'll just block off an afternoon to do like a chiropractor appointment or go to the gym or um, just do like my my stuff, my time. So yeah, he gets his mornings every day. I get my afternoons every day. And then I also, to be able to balance, you know, giving myself that time and taking clients, I still, I put Saturdays back on my schedule, but still only working like three to four hours taking clients. Um, so it's almost more fun for me because I, my client hours are never more than like four hours a day, which just oh, protects nice. me from burnout so much. Um, I yeah. don't have to spend eight hours in the treatment room in a day. Uh, and it just gives me more of a sense of balance with my days and my routine. Yeah, that's so awesome. I aspire to find that balance. <laughs> I, I just feel like for for moms, you just have to find whatever it is. Like there's going to be different seasons. Like Aluda, for you right now, I feel like your season is the hustle season. And like, 
you have the two young yeah. kids, but you're in a big season of growth with Flourish where you, it requires you to put in a lot of work and like sacrifice other things. And that's just the season you're in. Um, like for me, I'm in a season right now of just getting a rhythm and routine and having a balanced day and not really in a huge season of growth or change. So um, yeah, it's just different for me right now, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. no, I, I feel that. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. I really like that you've been able to find that balance because I mean, I know even some moms have done this for 10, 15 years and still really struggle to prioritize their own like mental health and physical health throughout being a working mom. And so I'm so glad that you're able to find that early on, because I do think that that will set you up for success for the trajectory of your motherhood yeah. like while working. So that's awesome. I agree. And I also think it's not about like finding it as much as it is making it. Mm -hmm. and it's a constant work and effort too, and work in progress. It, you have to maintain that and continue to work to keep that balance and, um, you know, get intentional with your time with your, you know, your children and your time with your work and your time with your partner, your spouse, um, everything just takes more intention. And so it's a constant work in progress to keep that balance. But like you said, when you kind of find what works and find your rhythm and, um, allow yourself to do the things it is you need to do to be the best version of yourself. It just makes your life so much easier. Absolutely. Sweet. So do you feel like you ever had to make any big changes with your business and starting, or do you feel like it's mostly just be more intentional with time? I think mostly being more intentional with time. My biggest changes was just really finding what schedule for taking clients in the treatment room. Um, obviously that does affect a lot of, um, that affects a lot when you have clients who could only see me, you know, 10 a.m. on Wednesdays. I'm just, I don't have that for them anymore. So they can either find what works for, for them within my schedule now, because I have to do what works for me um, and not bend over backwards to, you know, cater to every single client's needs. If they care enough and if they value your, your business and your services enough, they'll make it work. Um, and I think that's something you have to, you know, force yourself to just understand. But yeah, I think my biggest change was just that change to my actual schedule for being able to service my clients, but it's, it was a good transition. Everyone understands and supports you, you know? So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think everyone is just excited for you too. Yes. Yeah. And you, sorry, <laughs> you can go. I was going to say, and do you also have an employee? Oh, that was my question. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So, um, I hired my employee before I went on maternity leave and that has been a huge help for me. So, um, this is not something I've, I've said it before, but I love my employee. She's a good friend of me, mine too. And as long as she wants to be with me, she has a place with me, but whenever she does venture off and, you know, find something different for herself, whether that's next year or five years from now, I'm not going to be hiring again. Um, at least that's my mindset right now. I really love keeping my business once like the physical aspect of my business and taking clients on a smaller scale. Um, I've just found that I really enjoy like the new ventures I'm starting with mentor calls and being more, which isn't new for me, but being more on the social platforms. Like I really enjoy being on Instagram and, you know, growing my retail and selling, starting to sell e-commerce and being on TikTok, like that whole aspect of it, doing podcasts like this and photo shoots and like fun things, kind of keeping my physical business, taking clients on a smaller scale. Um, but yeah, so she was a huge help on maternity leave. She was able to take a lot of my clients who, you know, were on like, peel series or hydrofacials take all my brow clients and then um now she shares the room with me so she's on commission she's a commission employee and she uh works every single morning and I work in the afternoons so it's a really good balance that's really cool well sweet okay do you have any other motherhood questions for her oh I do have another question it's kind of tied to business as well so I Tell me when, because I, I can't remember if last time you recorded with us, if you were doing this already, but don't you also own the full studio full of hair and estheticians? Yes. And 
that's a fun topic too, because I'm actually selling it back to the girl who bought it from me or who sold it to me. So <clears throat> she left in, okay, so I have a hair salon. I work in the back room of the hair salon. I'm the only esthetician running my business. And then I have my employee who works with me. And then there's four hair girls in the main lobby of the, the hair salon. And one of the hair girls owned the salon and she was going to be temporarily moving for a few years to Texas. Um, and so I had the opportunity to buy the salon and then have the storefront business and the girls would pay me rent. We would sell the house retail and then I'd also run my aesthetics business in the back. So I kept the two businesses entities separate and um, fast forward two years later now she's back and life is just falling into place and kind of working out to where I've had this experience. It was fun for me, but I realize kind of where my passions lie. And she's also in a season where she would love to have the salon back. And so it's just working out perfectly. So we're kind of right now in the middle of like working everything out for her to be taking it back over. Very cool. Good. It's super exciting for me because I'm ready to kind of relinquish that responsibility. Yeah. That's really cool. What are the odds that that would happen? Just like, I know, I know. And back. just like scaling back down sometimes is a positive thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just fun. It's funny too. The stars were aligned. The stars right. were aligned. That's really cool. So you mentioned how much you love social media, but I have a question about trolls. Are you ever trolled and how do you handle them? Um, TikTok carries the trolls. They're ruthless. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you guys have had experiences. Um, to be honest, I don't. Here's the thing with my TikTok platform, it's a lot of my work and not my face. Um, although like I do, I have started to sprinkle in videos of me a lot more. I became really popular on TikTok for primarily my brow videos. So where I'm going with that is I guess it's easier to take negative comments when they're not about me specifically you know it's more about like why aren't you wearing gloves or you barely even waxed anything or just people being nitpicky or mean and it's easy for me because I know I'm happy I'm good at my job my clients are happy they are my clients for years and love my work um but yeah I feel like if I was showing up and people were to tear me down or troll me I would probably go cry well, so I have a question with sharing your clients, because obviously they're giving consent to have their faces shown on your social medias. But I remember one time I, I was showing, I think it was an extraction video of my client and I got trolled because of like a keloid scar that she had had in a nose ring mm -hmm. and people were saying how disgusting it looked and like, we're so rude about my client. So if people start to make like more personal, personal attacks on your client, what do you do? Yeah, that's a really good question. I monitor those comments really closely. I have had a couple situations with that. With that, I delete the comments as soon as I see them. And I just don't give them thought. If it was to be a video where that happened to be a really big topic of conversation, you know, a specific thing about my client themselves, I would probably just delete the video because it's not worth I would just want to protect my client. And if someone Absolutely. if something was really like blowing up that way. Um, I would probably just delete the video because that's not what they're asking for. And I would just personally hate for them to ever see that. Yeah. You know, that's not fair. So I, I have had instances where it's just a couple comments about, you know, the appearance of my client or something they see in the video on my client. And I will just monitor the comments and delete those. Okay. Yeah, that's, I'm like, I, I feel like I would just have to start deleting things because people can be so rude, whether it's about you or whoever's in the video. And so that's why I get very nervous though, putting my clients online like that, because you never know if something's going to go viral and like how quickly your client could see that. So that's like always been one of my fears. <laughs> I would like to think for the most part, and depending on the content you are on social media for, like in our industry, I feel like for the most part, it's very positive things. People are intrigued with what we do you know, they're asking questions. It's if something was to go viral, it's usually in a positive way. Um, I forget where I was going with that train of thought, but <laughs> I, um, yeah, I think it just depends on like what it is you're putting on social media and like, you just have to know if you're putting yourself out there, you're 
I don't know. TikTok's just a wild thing. On Instagram, everyone knows you and knows you built this community. TikTok is going out to millions of strangers who don't know you and know your intentions. So they feel a lot more inclined to leave the first thought that pops into their head in a comment. Um, So you just have to be aware of that. But I feel like for the most part, it's been a positive experience. And then when negativity does happen, I'll either use it as a teaching opportunity. I'll take the negative comment and make a new video out of it, honestly, just to get more engagement. Um, Or if it's hurtful or really negative, I'll just delete the comment. Okay. I think that's a good way to handle it. Totally. How much time do you feel like a week you dedicate to social media? Oh boy. (laughs) A lot. Every hour? So my... I do thoroughly enjoy it. I think we're, I feel like we're probably all in the similar mindset to where it starts to be hard and negative when you get in a mode of comparing, comparison, comparing yourself to other people. Um, So really just knowing your own capacity. Like for me, I set goals this year to show up on my stories, at least six stories a day on Instagram And I'm giving myself no pressure for feed posts. However, I would love to have at least one feed post a week. Um, I just know what what comes naturally to me and what's more of a mental struggle to me. And feed posts have always been more of a mental struggle for me where I will overthink or overstress about it. Or it's been, you know, four days since I've posted or I haven't had a reel in so long. Um, So I just, I let that all go honestly. And I know what comes naturally to me is showing up on my stories and how can I push myself a little bit to be consistent on stories. I think whatever consistency looks for you, you just have to find that. So, and kind of let go of what's causing you stress and like negativity. Um, so yeah. What was your question? How, how much time do I spend? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's really just I would say honestly not a whole lot like I really love to just show up on stories throughout the day which you guys know it's really effortless when you get in the routine and habit of doing so um and then I'll just like started filming a lot of content um even for stories like I'll film my content on my camera roll and I'll just post it when I have time later to sit down and designate time to getting on and posting the content and adding captions or little polls or whatever it is I'm doing um, but more so trying to just snap snap and capture the content in real time on my camera roll and worry about posting it later. Um, so it's finding like your little rhythms and stuff like that to where you can cut your time down and just be more uh, c- consistent and sustainable for yourself for posting. And then for TikTok, I really just try to get off the For You page as quick as possible and get on to post my content and get off. And then I allow myself time to scroll when I allow myself time to scroll and try not to get sucked in for three or four hours on, you know, a rabbit hole of things on my For You page. But same thing, I'll film my content throughout the week and then I will just get on InShot. That's my favorite editing app. And then I'll edit my videos and I've been trying to post one to three times daily on TikTok. InShot? InShot. In shot. Oh, I was like, what's in shot? I've been using that editing app. I don't know if people still use it. I feel like there's other things now, but I've been using in shot since like 2018, I think. Oh for video editing, and I just, it's now they make it really easy to edit your content in app for TikTok and Instagram. Like they've really stepped it up to where it's kind of the same on in shot, but I still don't trust editing my content in app like that because of glitches and things. And then it goes oh. away. Um, so I still love to edit my content on InShot, so it's saving to my camera roll, and then I can dual post it on Instagram or TikTok or, you know. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> Wait, are you going to say something? Well, I just say, we both just get so excited and want to talk at the same time. <laughs> Um, I just to say, I love that you're doing what comes naturally to you because I feel like that content comes off more authentic too. And it doesn't feel as pressured to post just to get something out. So I love that you're just doing what feels good to you and that stories. Yeah. And just not overthinking things. The second you stop overthinking it so much that honestly, the better you're going to do on social media, the more you're going to build community, the more growth you're going to have. Um, the more consistent you'll be, the better habits you're going to set. 
you just like have to stop overthinking your content and that's when the magic happens. Um, and sometimes that is just like taking a break from consumption of content. It's like stop over consuming, mute people if you want to mute them, take a few days off from scrolling or watching other people's stories, but still show up to post your stuff and log off. Like it, it can help you kind of refresh your brain so much. Totally. I agree. So with your platforms having grown so much and like with having limited time as well, but let's say you had more time <laughs> to take more clients. Um, what do you feel like is the best way to convert followers to clients? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, being genuine with showing, you know, who's like so good at this. I think more like sales rather than like physical clients, but all probably physical clients too is Macy face by Mace. Love She's her. just like the selling queen right now. So I'm, and I feel like Savannah too. Savannah's been kind of an OG for years. We know like she's killing it with like everything she retails and stuff in the industry. So I think it's just like taking notes, seeing what's working for other people, but like being genuine, being authentic, showing up and showing your face. I feel like at the end of the day, people are going to want to book a service because they know, like, and trust you. And same thing, they're going to want to buy a product because they know, like, and trust you. And they're way more likely to purchase from you or book with you if you are showing up, if they can see who you are, see what your space is, um, see your work and see that you're passionate about what you're doing, see that you're educated about what you're doing. So just showing up and educating and being yourself and not forgetting to like what the root of your page is about. So if you're there to, you know, be an acne specialist or, you know, an esthetician mentor or what what's the problem you're solving and what's the main mission and passion of your page. And just remember that at the forefront of like all of your content and always kind of circling it, cycling it back to that. Um, like that's just the most organic and authentic way to like get that clientele and get that, those customers for sales and build that community too. Totally. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you think it's important to like equally important to be interactive with others on social media? I mean, it has been for me building relationships has been huge for everything I've kind of accomplished um, every opportunity I've had over the years, every like big thing I've been able to do has been because of the genuine relationships I've created. And honestly, primarily my social media relationships, like just with you two, we were talking before the podcast about when we've met and we've never met because we feel yeah. like we know each other so well. Um, and we've had this relationship over the years, but we've never actually met in person. And we couldn't even remember that, which is yeah. just a cool thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, every literally like speaking at SD Palooza for Hydrofacial in Las Vegas, a full paid trip for that. Um, my article last year was CNBC, like every opportunity I've had has been because of relationships I've created on social media and being genuine and interacting back with people and, you know, supporting each other. And yeah, it's been huge. That's amazing. Um, do you follow a lot of estheticians and do you feel like that helps that helps you like with your inspiration and stuff, or do you feel like it doesn't help you? Yeah, it's both. That's both. A lot of what I am on Instagram. I mean, I've made it my mission since I made my work Instagram to immerse myself in the industry. And although it's been a huge way for, again, building connections, learning so much, I've learned so much from other estheticians. Um, it can also hurt you, like how I was saying earlier, getting that overconsumption of content. I log on to Instagram and it is 90% my esthetician community throughout the country or even, you know, out of the country. And you're just getting bombarded with, we all know, like the same content or mm. it just makes you overthink what you're posting so much and you're comparing yourself to everyone's content so much um, because that's all you're seeing. Whereas we need to remember like, a majority of our clients who follow us and the reason we're on there, they might only follow like less than five estheticians and we're following like 500 estheticians. So we just need to remember to not overthink things and it's okay to grab inspiration, but if you're feeling like you're getting in a rut, overthinking things or comparing yourself to others, that's when you kind of need to check your 
check yourself and check how much content you're consuming. That's where I was saying maybe taking a break for a few days. Um, but yeah, not overthinking things and not being afraid to post. But overall, having the esthetician community on Instagram has been way more helpful than not. And it is a really positive source of inspiration. You just have to know when it's negative or unhealthy for you. Yeah. I feel like it's so fun though, because so many of us, I think are so much alike mm -hmm. and knowing that you can log on and everyone's going to get it. Like that is yeah. all girls get it. <laughs> everyone just gets it. Yeah. That's probably like my favorite thing about following other estheticians. And I, I do feel like I sometimes find myself in the overconsumption era and I'm like, oh my gosh, nothing that I do is original. And then we have to think of no thought is original thought and yeah. just continue on with what you felt inspired to post yeah. because that's what your clients are needing to hear from you specifically. So no, I do love that point though. Just not everyone, not all of your clients are following everyone that you follow. Yeah. 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 That is a really good thing to remember. Okay. So I also have a question about the aesthetic of things. First, I do have to say, I love your aesthetic. I love how you really pull in your Alaskan. I just changed it, you guys. Did I you just change it? Okay. Macy's probably going to kill me. I did a branding call with Macy. Here's the thing about my Instagram. I have never had, to me, like, we are our brand, but I've never had, like, a color scheme or a a theme or something that's just like so me like some people are like all pink for years and they love it and so girly and feminine some are like uh, like Macy so colorful and they're known for like neon and stuff like that and yeah. I just have constantly been in an era where like every quarter or six months I get sick of what I have and I just change it up but again I feel like that's authentic to me and I'm just not gonna yeah. If I'm sick of something, I'm like, I'm sick of it. I have to change it. I, and I just do it. I'm like, you guys didn't even know I did it. I don't know. I'm literally so pulling up your Instagram right now. I feel like when I think of your, like your platform, I find it a very like resourceful place. And for example, like, um, what needs to be in the treatment room? Like your massage table, yeah. your pad, like what you're using on your bed, all of those things. I remember like when I started my business, I'm like, mm, where's miracles page. I need to go to her links. Like what did she put in her room? Because that is like what I really associate your page with is I, I can tell it's your post because I see your room. Like okay. your room to me is like your aesthetic. And I feel like to me, that's like the, the root of my aesthetic on my Instagram and on my socials is really just like the content I'm sharing. It's way less about how curated it is and how it looks because that's kind of evolving with me constantly. Mm -hmm. um, like right now, if you look on, I just made it back to like this brown. I pulled like these tones of brown from one of my last branding shoots. Um, and I just make that the cover of my reels. And um, yep. it's I just so like, I like clean. I like not busy or overwhelming. And yeah. I think that's probably my overall aesthetic is like trying to keep it not so busy looking. and. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's constantly a changing and evolving for me. And I think if someone really needs structure and like a visual brand to stick to, then go for it. Um, I just know that I'm not going to like get on myself too much if I want to change it up. I love that you're doing what feels good to you. And I love that common theme too, that you have too, with like posting, you're not pressuring yourself. And I think that emulates your success and your confidence in this industry. And so I think that's really great advice to everyone is to just do what feels good to you. I think you're so right that some people may feel a pressure to, oh, I have to do it a certain way because that's what a lot of people are doing. But I love that you're doing just what feels good to you. Yeah. The, the biggest thing with social media is not the colors and the branding and, you know, it's, it's literally like being consistent and showing up. Yeah. Like, that has been my two biggest keys, key pieces of advice over the years. Um, just because from personal experience, that's what's led to my successes and like things that have happened to me in positive ways have been because I'm consistent and I show up and yeah, I do the, I do the job on social media that I have to do. And, you know, it might kind of ebb and flow, but I'm very consistent and it takes just patience and time and a lot of work on there, but 
I think if you're consistent and you give it your efforts and you're showing up on a consistent basis, um, you'll see the reward and the benefit of that. Totally. That's so smart. Okay. This is my last question for you. If you had to start over like all of your social media platforms, like let's say everything was wiped, what would you do? Like, how would you go about putting your name out there, restarting everything? Mm, that's a good one. I want to hear your guys' answers to this too. Um, everything was wiped. I would start, I mean, I would just based on the knowledge I have now, I would get immediately back on a fresh Instagram and TikTok page. Is that kind of what you mean? Like what I have mm -hmm. is gone, but I can start over. Yep. Or it's like even like expanding to other platforms. Like, would you have started, I don't know, whatever other platform sooner or whatever, 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 whatever. I, I love Instagram. I think it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's changed a lot over the years, we all know, and it's continuing to change, but just staying with it. I mean, it's not, it's where a lot of my business is done. It's where a lot of my friendships are. So I would immediately get back on Instagram and TikTok because I'm, I love my short form video content. I'm not a YouTube girl. I can't do the long form content. Um, that's not sustainable for me personally. So getting back on TikTok as a place to share my short form content and then dual post it to Instagram reels. Um, and honestly, I would just keep doing what I'm doing and I would just start over fresh and show up every single day. Um, one thing I've seen a lot of people get faster success with recently is series type things. So um, videos where you can, or posts where you are like, what am I trying to say? You're doing a series of something. So um, this one girl I follow, not in the aesthetics industry, did this whole minimalism, like minimizing her house series. And I mean, she gained like 20,000 followers so fast because wow. people see one video and they're knowing, okay, she's doing like this consistent thing. I want to come back and see it. So I think that's like probably something I would do to kind of get my page up and going is think of what some sort of series or journey I can take my followers on and build a community for, um, whether that's teaching someone from ground zero all the way to where I'm at now of how to be an esthetician and making it a whole series, something like that. I think that would be a really cool way to kind of jump in and start social media. That's really oh. cool. I love that you're saying that because I saw someone who's in social media, they did a TikTok video analyzing popular TikTokers and why they're why they're so popular. And one of them was doing Emily Kaiser. She's mm. has such cute videos and they're saying she does like you're saying like series she does her same things you know you're gonna get hair videos you know you're gonna get cleaning your videos. nail, vlog and your nail vlogs you know. yes you know exactly what you're gonna get and people love knowing what they're gonna see kind of like yeah. comfort shows comfort. Yep. yeah it becomes, it becomes comfort content for someone because um yeah they they know what to expect from you they like that they're gonna get what they expect from you that's why they follow you. So having your little series or journeys or like specific things you're posting about, I think, and just honing in on like what it is you want to post about and then being consistent with that. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. I need no, to take one advice. as well. That's a great, it's a great idea. <laughs> okay. Wait, I do have one more question. Do you have another one? Um, well, my last question was kind of along the same lines. Um, just like what anyone starting new, what would be most important? And so would you say consistency? Yeah. And sh showing up, yeah. keeping it simple. I think less is more too. Um, don't, I mean, if you have, it's, it's kind of like my advice with everything. Like if you're building a business, don't offer 20 different services, like find what your niche is and find what's really working for you, where your passion lies, what you feel really good at and dive into that. And so same thing if someone's starting their social media, like what is sustainable for you? What do you like to post about? What do you really love to do in the treatment room that you want to showcase and get booked with? What do you really want to retail and sell a lot of? And kind of like pick those core things and don't be afraid to be repetitive. Like consistency is one thing, showing up is one thing, but you also, you have to be repetitive. Um, 
and I feel like everyone's scared to feel like uh, annoying on social media or when the truth is like, it's going to take someone, what is it like 17 times to even like buy something you're selling from seeing it over and over again. They kind of need that. That's the world we live in. And also you're going to see, think and overanalyze what it is you're posting way more than someone just scrolling or swiping your story. You need to catch their attention and continue to catch their attention in multiple different ways um, about that one thing. And it's not a bad thing to continue to educate about the same stuff, continue to showcase the same stuff. Um, I mean, if you look at the people with the biggest successes, it's the people who are showing up every day and talking about what they love and what they sell. And they're obviously building so much and growing so much and so fast from it that that's what works. So you have to do it. Totally. I have to agree with that. Um, so kind of with that, are you working on anything currently? Do you have any like special projects that you're working on? Do you have any things that you want to come out with this year? Any secrets you can share? <laughs> um, my current project, well, a, one of the secret projects was just selling the salon. I feel like, um, it's kind of a big thing and it's in the opposite direction that a lot of people think the normal like track of growth is for me like growth is scaling back down a little bit uh, another like project and thing I've been working on is it's all in my head smaller things but they're alluding to like more success and more growth for my business but my mentor calls really focusing more on that getting my e-commerce fully set up with my um, square site so being able to actually sell products online versus someone DMing me to ship them a product or for pickup. Um, so getting that fully set up is what I'm currently working on. And one thing that's kind of like a bucket list item I would love to do this year would be to come out with a digital product. Nothing crazy, nothing large scale, but putting a lot of value into a very low affordable cost digital product, kind of like a guide. Um, and I'm thinking something along the lines of like helping someone build their business or go solo things that I'm constantly talking about in my mentor calls, I would love to put into a guide for someone to just buy and be able to learn on their own time and kind of help them in the journey of building their business. Um, yeah, so I would love to come out with a digital product. I'm not sure if that will happen, but it's, a, it's on the list. So it's amazing. Oh, I just know that would do so well. Seriously, it really would. We'll yeah. we'll be your first purchasers. Thank you. <laughs> Customers. <laughs> purchasers. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it was so fun having you on the podcast yet again. And we will for sure have you again on in the future. Um, but is there anything else you want to share with everyone? Oh my gosh. Um every cheesy inspirational quote is like running through my head, but just to like be yourself and show up and like, don't, don't be afraid to just do what it is you want to do. Like someone else is doing it. Everyone else is doing it. We're in the day and age where you really have to just stop caring what other people think. I feel like that's what holds so many people back. Um, and just start today, whatever it is you want to do, just start and do it. Love it. We love you so much. Hey, shout out your Instagram, shout out all your platforms. So everyone can go follow you. Hey, Follow me on Instagram and TikTok. It's Miracle, the S-T-E-S-T-I. Um, if you want to book, like my biggest things is kind of going more virtual this year. I will always be in the treatment room still, but doing more one-to-one -one mentor calls. Um, this is an hour call to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about and help you in aesthetics or business or whatever it is you need help with and strategizing with. And then also um, virtual skin consults. I'm starting to do more too. So helping you build a home care regimen because that is I feel like all of our passions totally yeah. well thank you so much again for coming on we yes. absolutely adore you you are the best thank you so much uh, well that was it guys we will see you guys next week bye guys bye. okay oh wait we have to keep these on so we can still hear her yeah <laughs> I always forget hey how do you feel like that went I feel good do you feel okay. good you're such yes. a natural with it